Sexuality Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Welcome to the Loveability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers. I am your host, and I am here today with my guest, uh, my special guest, you all have seen me with him before. Uh, his name is Michael Moulton. Uh, he also has a podcast called uh, M2 The Rock. And uh, his, is, his podcast is on addiction. Uh, Michael and I are also friends, personal friends. And considering all the events that are going on, we wanted to do this together. We're not going to be talking about addiction today, but we are going to be talking about life, love, and the things that matter uh, as it pertains to everything. Life. I mean, I, I mean, addiction. This is a big. This is a big thing right now for um, emotionally for people to be on lockdown. Uh, I know a lot of people are freaking out, uh, and we just really wanted to do a podcast today where we offered some advice, hope. Uh, you know, to to draw on our faith together. Um, Michael and I both share a very strong faith and just thought we could balance out some of the energy that's out there right now. So welcome, uh, Michael. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Here. Thank you. This is awesome. What a great studio. Great, great platform you have here. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. I like it's... the pink. It fits you. That is so you. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> is me. Uh, I, I'm very blessed. This, the, uh, the talent uh, at the studio here, put everything together for me. They they created everything graphically, so we're uh, we're pretty blessed. Uh, what is kind of crazy is that we didn't anticipate starting on a new platform, and now here we are. As to how are we going to record as we move forward? And I mean, it's I have a job outside of this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not my full time job. This is how I serve my community, but I still want to serve regardless of what's happening, I still want to be able to serve. And so we're going to have to figure out how to do this during, during, uh, you know, the, the quarantine. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I, you know, I kind of been talking about, it. it's like having, it's like being iced in, in the summertime, you know what I mean? And the air's real heavy outside. There's a, there's a heavy spirit in the air right now. There and, really is. And there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. Uh, you know, this Corona, a virus, it, it's real. It is real. Um, but it's it's just got, you know, we got Corona politics. We got Corona uh, athletics. We got Corona. We have Corona beer. We got Corona beer. We got, we got, <laughs> we got Corona religion. Just to be clear, I mean, yeah. I mean you so, take your choice. Yeah, I'll have the beer. So, Thank you very much. So it is, it is a, um, it's a, it's a crazy time right now. And, um, and, it, you know, we talked earlier on the phone today privately is that, you know, this is a, I truly believe that this is a global, uh, you know, shout out from God that's doing, he's hitting that reset button. You know, he's hitting that reset button and and just reminding the world that he alone is God. You know, we, one thing that we share that I haven't found a lot of people, I mean, everybody, you know, there are a lot of people out there that have faith and I have seen it and I've seen prayers and I love that, but I'm seeing fear Mm. And feeling fear more than I am faith at this point. And I just, I just feel like people need to understand we, and we have gone so far in society. We, we, we have such a great economy and such a great world that people have gotten really cocky 
and really controlling. They, we want to be able to control everything. I mean, I, I have seen this long in my business as a matchmaker that I kind of hope that when this is all over with and we get to go back to life again and business and love, that people are mellowed out, that they're not in the rat race. It's just, it seemed like it was such a numbers game that people just couldn't get enough of everything in life, everything. Right. And that's, I think, where we talked about the reset button. You know, what a great thing for our world, if you look at it from a positive standpoint, to be able to step back and relax. Michael, you and I live, we live down the street from each other. Right. And we hardly ever see each other because we're both so busy. Right. You know, you mentioned, you mentioned that four-letter word, you know, F word, fear. Fear. You know, fear, we have to, I, I have to remind myself that fear is a great opportunity. It's an opportunity for my faith to grow, okay? But if I don't do anything with the feeling or emotion of fear, if I don't do anything with it, if I don't give it to God, and if I take over that feeling of fear, it turns into a resentment. Right. And when I get resentful, Jennifer, if I don't do anything with resentment, then it turns into anger. And then if I don't do anything with anger, it turns into rage. Then rage turns into isolation. And then isolation turns into paranoia. So however this coronavirus is quarantine deal, it's kind of a check mark. Where am I at right now in my faith? Okay. Yeah. And there's a lot of people that are that are really realizing that we are truly powerless over people, places, and things. Great. What a great thing to realize because we truly are. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we are. Yeah. And, you know, I, I said this on the last podcast that I did. I We have seen so much of society pulling God out of things, pulling mm -hmm. God out of schools, pulling God out. I mean, and at what point do we, what point can we put him back in, you know, and, and because this is what's necessary right now. You know, I, I love the fact as we were chatting and I'm such an eternal optimist. I was born this way. I just, I, I, I don't go to, I, have I felt fear? Yes. Have I felt anxiety at times through this? Yes. But am I scared? I'm not. Yeah. I have this weird peace in my spirit about everything. And you do too. And I love that. And that's faith, right? right. That's what, and, and I think that's what we wanted to just kind of convey today as we're talking about many things. We wanted to convey that you don't have to be fearful when you're faithful. You, it's one or the other. Right. It's you love or fear, right? Yeah, birds don't wake up in the morning. I've, I haven't seen anything that, you know, birds are dying of starvation. You know what I mean? Birds wake up in the morning, they chirp, they have complete faith that they're going to get their worm. Now, they got to get into action. They got to go find the worm, but they know that God is going to provide food for them. And so it's the same thing for us. We, we have to, we, we, today, you know, we, we, we need to get in a state of gratitude. What are we grateful for? And I think a lot of people do that. I think a lot of people out there mm -hmm. are going, you know what? I, I've, I've been going so fast. I mean, so busy. Right. I am truly grateful that I do have a house. I'm truly grateful I have a car. I'm grateful I have shampoo. You know what? I'm grateful I do have toilet paper, right? right? And so uh, <laughs> to recognize, right, recognize that and, and be grateful. And then once the world does get back to 
normal, whatever that is. I mean, normal is a button on a dishwasher, but mm. whatever normal is, is that we get back to that. We must remember to stop taking pieces back. And I'm guilty of that. Right. You know, I am. I, my story, I'm not unique. I got a crazy story, but I'm so grateful for the little things in life. And I'm really reflecting today of back when I was incarcerated, where I couldn't even imagine being in a bed. You know, I couldn't imagine being in my own home again because I had nothing. And Michael I'm grateful for that today. story, for those of you that don't know, uh, he, you know, he uber successful home builder uh, here in Dallas, and he got addicted to things. Yeah. Drugs so, and alcohol, drugs were, and alcohol. Were, my, were, were my God of my understanding for a long time. Yeah. And uh, I'm not an addict. So it's, this has been a great journey for us. You're addicted You've, to cats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm addicted to all, actually the truth is I'm addicted to all animals. It's yes. funny. You talk about the birds. I woke up this morning and I said, I have got, they were doing construction outside of my uh, front door. And I was like, as soon as these guys leave, I've got to put my bird feeder out. Cause all the birds were flying around. I thought I've got to feed these birds. They got to the eat best. too. You're the best. I mean, I just have loved animals my whole life. And yes, I do cat rescue and mm. that's been challenging lately. And we were worried about, you know, I mean, little things like that, like, are we going to be able to feed our homeless animals? Like we have this great group of people that goes out every, I have a different person that goes out each day and we feed 90 homeless animals in Uptown, 90. I mean, they count on us every day to be there. Like what happens when the city goes on a lockdown? Well, thank God we're still allowed to do it uh, and do our community service. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for that. I just... Uh, I just hope we can get everybody to stay home so we can get back to work soon. Because You're amazing. I do love working. I love when I drive home. I'll drive by and, I'll, and I'll, I'll drive by Jennifer's house and I see all these Amazon boxes out out there and I go, well, she just restocked her cat food. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's about all. once every three months. That's right. You came over one night and uh, helped me get. Bring well, the funny down. story is that she had a bunch of boxes sticking out uh, outside of her house and everything like that. And I go, do you need help with those boxes? And she goes, well, I'm going to take care of it, but I saw a bug in one of them, so I'm oh, not. Yeah. I touched them, so I got you, boo. So I went and broke her boxes down. And, yeah, and I did. Away. I'm terrified of bugs. Uh, yeah. Let me ask you this: when you when you mention the word fear, and, and for the people out there that are listening to your your podcast, what is your solution to fear? When you get fear and anxious and and paranoid, and those are those are powerful words, but they're relative to everybody. You know, what yeah. is your solution to fear? Well, you know, a long time ago, and I know everybody's heard this. It's just it's so old, but it's so relevant. Uh, fear is false evidence mm. appearing real. Very good. And uh, in, in Wayne Dyer, who was one of my mentors uh, for years, used to say it's, uh, it's where we edge God out mm. of our life. Which is ego. Which is totally ego. Yeah. Yep. And, um, and so fear is when we can't control things. Mm. And we, that's when we have to turn to our faith. When we have fear, that's when we have to turn. I think gratitude is the key to everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there is a, uh, there's a book since people have time. Uh, there is a book that I read many years ago that changed my life. It changed my life. Wow. And it was written by a gentleman by the name of John D. Martini. And he wrote a book called count your blessings. And it's all about the healing of gratitude and love. Love it. And it's a bunch of stories about people who, through the power of gratitude, were able to heal themselves. I mean, for physical things. And we cannot ever, ever underestimate 
the power of gratitude and biologically how it changes our cells. Yeah. I mean, people don't like we hear the mind body connection and it's not just about it's, it's, it's so intricate, but cellularly we can change ourselves by what's going through our brain. Yes. And gratitude is that important because it's the one thing that has the power to do that. You know, I used to take people on these, uh, these retreats years ago. I need to start doing them again. They were so powerful. But one of the things we used to do was we would do this gratitude exercise where I made people go outside. I took them. We were at, we used to go to the beach a lot in the mountains, but I made them go outside and they had to come up with everything they were grateful for. And it was, it came down to, I mean, being able to see, hear, taste, touch, you know, uh, experience these things, um, touch this, be with this. Um, just every, every single thing we don't realize from the minute we wake up, the fact that our eyes are working, are, are we're able to breathe, yeah. we're able to speak. You know, you lose one of the, here, you lose one of those senses if you're sick or something. Mm -hmm. Then you realize when you get it back how, how much it means to you, but we take it for granted every single day. And so if people could start with the little things, the little things. I'm grateful for waking up this morning. I'm grateful for where I live. I'm grateful to have the opportunities that I have. I'm grateful for the people in my life. I'm grateful for love. I'm grateful for our great country that cares about us. You know, I mean, I, this has been, I just, I go on rampages during the day sometimes because it just fills me up and keeps me positive. It's so good. You know, it's, it's great. You said that we, we do, um, uh, my fiance Rachel Stacy, who's a dear friend of all of us, we're on this we're on this really cool group text, uh, a small group of us. It's kind of naughty sometimes. It yeah. is, it's hilarious. So um, <laughs> and I sit back and I watch it, but it's fun. A it's, lot of crazy memes yeah, going on and fun. things and, like that. And yeah, at no, two in the morning, I'm sleeping and I, and my phone's buzzing on my nightstand. I look over and Rachel's got this glow in her face, laughing at at, at you and Kim Gatlin. And I Mike have and, muted my phone, <laughs> muted our messages so that they don't wake so me up anymore. Funny. But mm -hmm. anyways, what's neat about uh, uh, we did a show one time, um, and we actually went live in the car. Rachel was doing a concert down in Houston, and we were driving back, and, and um, I was told to go live real quick mm -hmm. just to check in. And we went live, and there was a lady that came on the comments, and we didn't want to go live. We were tired. Uh -huh. She came on the comments, and she was threatening to commit suicide Oh my! on the Facebook Live. And it was a female, and so I turned to Rachel, and I said, hey, Rachel, can you help this lady out? Because we, we suggest that women work with women and men work with men because we can relate, right? So Rachel immediately goes so to this lady. She goes, what are you grateful for? As a matter of fact, we're going to go through the alphabet, and we are going to go from letter A all the way to Z wow. and create a word of what we are grateful for. And we started with A, and that lady jumped out there and said, I'm grateful for my arms. And Rachel goes, okay, perfect. Great. And then I jumped in. I've never done this before. And I said, I'm grateful for air. And we did a two hour live on Facebook. We drove from Houston all the way back, almost to Dallas wow. live. It was one of our most viewed shows ever. Wow. And that lady <laughs> is still watching the show today. And it's alive because she got out of self, yep. got out of fear. And when we start getting really realizing what we're grateful, we were laughing 
I mean, it was hilarious. It's called the Graufabet. So we named it I called the Graufabet. Gratitude and Alphabet. It. It's a great, that's a great exercise. Yeah. So for A people. for air, B for bread. I mean, because C people are bored right yeah. now. There's a lot of people that have time on their hands. Use it wise. It's a great exercise. It is awesome. Yeah. That's totally awesome. You know, it brings you to the present moment. And that's where people, mm. that's why people get in fear is because they're not in the present moment. They're either in the past or they're in the future. And you have to be in the present moment. And that draws you back into what is at the moment. And I speak about that. That's exactly what I speak about. When I, when I do talk about um, addiction and I'm on stage, I will literally say to, to try to, to describe what my disease is to someone like you, mm -hmm. what it is, is that when I go into the future alone, I get fearful, I get anxious, I get paranoid. And I don't like that feeling, Jennifer. So I don't want to drink or do drugs. So I go to the past. And then I get into morbid reflection and I start feeling guilt, shame, remorse, resentment, and all that. I don't like that feeling. So I do this dance jumping back and forth in my head. And then for the addict and alcoholic who takes that first drink of alcohol or an opiate, a hydrocodone, and they get that sense of, ah. And what happens is, is I, I really think that I'm in the now. So in order to stay in the now and not feel these things, I do more and more and more. So the more that I do, my consequences are exposed to make my consequences go away. What do I do? More drugs and more alcohol as a result of unresolved fear. So when they say, Michael, what's different now? Why are you the way you are today? And I go, you know what? I am realizing that I have a solution for fear. And you know what that solution is? This cost me 27 mugshots, four years incarceration. The solution <laughs> to fear is to talk about it. Talk about it. I pick up the phone, I call another man, or I sit down with my fiance and say, hey, I'm in fear. I am in financial fear. And a lot of men have a hard time doing that because they want to be tough and all that stuff. And I get it. I used to be that person. Mm -hmm. But in order for me to have a relationship with God and God to come through me and work through me, I got to talk to him. Right. And I got to say, I'm in fear. Mm -hmm. Please make this go away. And guess what happens? He performs now my faith gets stronger. Right. And so when the coronavirus comes in and settles in and we're on quarantine, Jennifer and I are sitting back going, man, we Gucci. I mean, yeah. we, this, is, this is no big deal. We, got, we serve a big time God. Right. I mean, Christ was walking on the water. Right. Okay. You know what the water was? The problem. He was walking on the problem. And we sit there and go, is that a ghost? Is that really him? And we're questioning it. Right. And you have a lot of people to, and I love your story. And I, I do, I do worry about people. I've seen a lot of people in posts, which, uh, which, which are sad to me. So many people in fear and mm. so scared. And I, I believe, I mean, from an addiction standpoint, this is going to drive a lot. This is not great times because people people that aren't healed that aren't healthy that aren't strong are going to want to turn back to what they know and what they've known and and without the support groups what are people doing right now in that regards without without because now we're on lockdown in i got Dallas. so much good news about that i mean oh, there's good. so many online live uh, meetings oh, you good. know our show m to the rock we're seeing a huge spike in views and awesome. engagement so you great. know people are in solution people are reaching out we, we let's put the good stories out there yeah you know satan wants Wants us to put all the bad stuff out there. Right. Come on, man. Let's go tell the whole world what God is doing good. 
Okay. And, and that's very powerful. It is to, to remove stigma. So there's a lot of great things happening. I love that. I love all the people that are doing online concerts yes. and entertainment. Yes. You know, I, uh, it's so, I have, it's so, it's so cool. It is. It's, it is incredible. I know Garth Brooks is doing a concert. Yeah. I heard, uh, maybe tonight, but, uh, but I have a friend, I have friends that go here, but this one in particular has constantly from the very beginning been sending me gloom and doom. You know, this is happening and this is happening and clips of the start and it's just getting worse and read revelations yeah. and it, it, you know, and it's just, you know what? I finally at one o'clock in the morning, which was what I, I was which up is at, early for I you. was up at one o'clock in which the morning. Which is early for you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I don't that's, think you sleep. That's about, you sleep? That's, not much. That's about <laughs> bedtime. Um, I'm trying to go to bed then. Uh, but, uh, but I was telling him, I said, listen, I want you to do something for me tomorrow. I want you to find everything you can be grateful for, and I want you to find everything that you're that the that the country is doing right. That's my girl. You know, because it, it's you you can't tell people to not be negative, but you can you can lead them in the right direction, and that's really what it's about. You know, Michael, I was thinking about this because I heard, I think it was Jack Graham was saying serve. He was, and I think it was him. He was saying, serve, use your, use your gifts right now to yes. serve, right? We serve to get out of self. Yeah. And when we serve and we get out of self, it removes the anxiety and the paranoia. Yeah. Because it gets us, when we're out of self and serving others, yeah. all right, guess where, guess where that puts me? It puts me in the now. The safest place in the world is right here, right now, because that's where God's at, Right. Right. And, and, and you're and, so good at and, that. Well, so are you. Yeah. And we all have our gifts. And so you've got your community. I've got mine. I think I'm going to start doing uh, some coaching sessions, like like maybe just taking a question and answering it live each day of very relative things uh, for people so that people are able during this time to be able to heal and grow and get advice for free about what they can do with their, with, so when they do, when they do get out of jail, home jail, which mm -hmm. I kind of like, mm -hmm, I have too. to be honest, I'm kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to it. This is normal for me. I love isolating. I know. <laughs> When I'm lonely, I want to isolate. I'm a sick sucker, man. You know, I think when you do the kind of work that we do, because I'm I'm constantly with people, constantly yeah. talking to yeah. people, I I'm giving all day. I I find myself so many times at the end of the day not having much left for me, and so I'm finding right now, like I'm looking forward to this week where I get to self isolate, where I get to just say. I love you clients, but pulling back and just, and just enjoying the peace that, that is right now. Well, it's a great time to, to practice a, a, a word we hear all the time, but do we actually really know how to do it? It's called meditation. Yeah. You know, just being alone with my, you know, we can check out the boxes. Are you comfortable being alone with just yourself? You know, are mm -hmm. you truly free? Um, and I thank God every day for incarceration because I learned how to be comfortable with you just me. You had to be, yeah. I did, or I was going to do hard time. You're a pro at this, Yeah, I was right? doing a hard time. I never, th you know, I got bricks tattooed on my arm. I never thought there'd be pink bricks behind me, you know, kind of, <laughs> you know. I, mean, I used to wake up every morning and the first thing I saw was bricks, you know, and we call it the concrete jungle. I am so 
grateful for every second when I was incarcerated because it taught me how to be alone with God. You hear people talk about all the time, I hit rock bottom, you know, and every time they kept hitting rock bottom, they, they always forget that they keep hitting their head on the same rock at the bottom. Well, did you ever think about that that rock at the bottom at all these times was God? Right. Right? Right. So stay at the bottom. What did you, what do hang you learn? Out. Yeah. What was Hang it? out with God. Miriam Williamson said, you know, when you fall down to your knees, stay there and pray. That's right. You know, it's That's just right. like, it's such a great, it's such a great place to be. I think when we do come out of this and we will, I hope everybody learned their lesson, whatever their lesson was to learn in all this, because we all, we all have some addiction, dependency, uh, habits that we are going to break during this time. There's no choice that yeah. we're not, I mean, we are not going to be able to disappear, hide from our problems, from our life, from our, you know what I mean? You know, what's interesting, Jennifer, I hate to interrupt you. It, this, I'm really watching this is that with this quarantine and, and the change of the world, what we get to see live on stage is our character defects. Totally. Character defects are totally. exposed to all the way to the point where I've been seeing posts where child abuse is at an all-time high right now. I mean that the Dallas Police Department's being called out to 911 because dads are they can't work, they're at home, they have to be with their wife, they're at home with kids. They have to be. It's it's a different environment, all right? They're not used to this and they're losing their mind. You know, and these are just some of the stories that I'm hearing, and that's not okay. These are character; these need to be addressed and exposed. No, it's true. I mean, it's it is definitely true. I had an experience last night where I had to call the Dallas police out um, when I was out doing uh, rescue work. People mm. are going mad; they're going crazy. Get a grip because they can't control they being can't. powerless. Yeah, yeah, powerless. and that's you know what that is. That is, it's amazing how many things you can sum up in the power powerless. Yeah category, but we truly are at this point powerless. And, but we have, we have incredible power if yeah. we look to the right source. Well, check this out. Lack of power is our dilemma. Yeah. Right. Lack of power is our dilemma. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Thank God. <laughs> exactly. You know, because if left to my devices, you let him to run the show, we're going to penitentiary, right? But you let God run the show. We can be happy, joyous, and free. Most of the time, it's not the way that I draw it up. My life today is not even close to the way I drew it up. It's the way God drew it up. Yeah. You know? you know, you had said something to me this morning, and I asked you to remember it. Mm. What was it, the wording? Do you well, remember? It was a re I know you said a reset button. Yeah, but God, I mean, this is a, this is a, this is not like a, 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 a city, um, announcement by God. It's not at the state level. It's not national level. This is a worldwide um, announcement from God, you know, and, and God is, is we have separate, you said something, when we separate ourselves from God as a world, right. as human beings, and we separate ourselves from God, there is a vacuum between God and ourself, right? And that vacuum, what we do to to, to create a solution is we fill that vacuum with chaos, Yes. right? And so for the first time in a long time, as long as I've been alive, we, for the first time must, we must seek the invisible 
to fix this invisible problem. Right. Usually it's visible problems right. like gambling and pornography and drugs and alcohol, whatever yes. it is, right? But now we've really got to reach out to the invisible to fix the invisible problem, which is this virus. And at the end of the day, the only thing that can fix the invisible is God. That's right. And, and does he for did, people that that say that they have faith, for people that go to church every week and proclaim their faith. This is truly the time. If you're living in fear, you're not living in faith. Mm -hmm. Where is your faith? And people need to ask themselves that question. And some people like, you know, and I get this. I was there too. You know, okay, if your God is so powerful, you know, why is he, why is he doing this to us? He's not. He's allowing it to happen. He is allowing this to happen for everything to get completely out of control, for me to hit my knees and look up to him, for me to realize and admit I never had control in the first place. Clearly not a lot of people, not enough people have done it yet because right. it's not stopped. Right. But so it's, but it's a, it's a, um, you know, he is a loving God. Um, he is victorious in everything. God is good in everything. And we have to hold on to that. That's what I'm holding on to. Yeah, no, me too, and and uh, and I I love that uh, when this came up, it just goes to show you where your faith is. Because if you ever doubted, am I truly a faithful person? <laughs> if you ever doubted it, this is how you know, because this is where the rubber meets the road. Right. This is where you have to turn it over if you are a believer, and this will this will show people that they they either are or they're not, and it could give you know help them. Maybe get closer to closer to God right. during this whole. And it's process. a good time that when you see God working through uh, people, places, and things. Like for example, this is something really good to be grateful for. Like um, um, a bank. You know, I'm not going to mention the bank's name, but I got an email from the bank saying, "Hey." And I didn't even do anything, okay? Rachel didn't even do anything. We got an email from our bank saying, hey, with the situation that we're in right now, you don't have to pay your car payment for two more months. They're giving a 60-day window to a grace period. That's wow, God. That's amazing. That is God. Yeah. And, and, and those, are the, those need to be heard. That needs to be set out there. Thank you to the bank. Wells Fargo. I'll put them out there. Wow. You know? Way to I go, mean, Wells Fargo. What a, what a Why great don't I have thing. my car through that? You know, you know, see what I'm saying? <laughs> and they were being proactive. Okay, BMW, step up to the plate, please. <laughs> but, but those are the things that are great. And, and that people, people are showing grace. They're showing mercy. They're, I'm they seeing, are. I'm hearing great stories of people working together. Yeah. They're not going to cut your power off. They're not going to cut your water off. They're like going, listen everybody's just going to chill out, you know? Yeah, it is awesome. You know, I, uh, I was watching the press conference, I think it was yesterday and I was listening to, uh, president Trump and just how grateful he was. And mm. just in, in the, seeing the things that he's seen, you know, there is also a man, people are always like, why aren't you scared? Why aren't you, you know, why aren't you so, so afraid? And why is your spirit, uh, you know, they're always criticizing him that he's not like in panic mode. But he's, he lives in faith. That yes. man lives in faith. Yes. And he lives in gratitude because he could not stop expressing gratitude for all the things. Like he, I thought he was going to cry yesterday. He was so choked up by powerful. some of the things that were happening yeah. and people stepping up and helping each other. You know, it reminds me of 9-11. Uh, uh, and I, I can honestly say as I sit here and say it, I have the chills. Mm. And it makes me want to cry because I remember how pain, that was so... Yeah. That was such a painful time, 
but never before had you seen people come together the way they did. We're still not seeing that with this. I wish we could, but it brought everybody together. It didn't matter, Democrat or Republican, it brought everybody together. And I just wish it would do that. I wish people would stop fighting over politics and criticizing and, and you know, I mean, why can't we love? Yeah. Well, you know, fighting and arguing and retaliation for me personally is a luxury I don't have anymore. I just, that's a luxury I don't have. So love and tolerance is my code today, Yeah. you know, and that's what, that's what we need to do as, as a nation. Um, I see people doing that. Those are the people that I gravitate towards mm -hmm. for someone who is in the problem and stays in the problem and is not seeking solution. Um, you can go with me. I'm not going with you. Right. You know, and I love we, you. I we, love you. And if you want, if you we need, choose who we hang out with and what energy right. we, we and, are willing and, to but, accept. Um, if you reach out to me asking for solution, man, I'm going to chop it up with you. You know, I'm going I'm to see what I can do to help you out. And you do. Yeah. You are an amazing soul. You know, when I had the, the opportunity to do the show today, mm. uh, because we don't know when we're going to be back in studio, I'm sure we'll invent something if this goes on too long. But, but having said that, you were the first person I reached out Aww. to because I wanted to do something from the heart. And I love that, that you always operate from that space. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the one thing that your journey uh, is painful as it was. I hope none of us ever have to go through that to get to where you are, but that is one thing you operate from that space all the time. Oh, you're sweet. And no, I love you so much. Mm -hmm. And he's the most amazing person. And if you haven't listened to his podcast, uh, even if you're not, even if you're not an addict, I think you'll be able to relate to some of the things that they talk about on the podcast. It doesn't matter. I mean, we've had You're, amazing conversations. Oh my God. You being on the show is awesome because relationships and recovery is so powerful. And the more and more sober I get and the more and more I, I live in recovery, I've come to the conclusion we're all addicts. We are all addicts. Right. We are addicted to sin. And sin has made my life completely unmanageable. I'm powerless over I'm powerless over the world without God. You know, and, and like I said earlier, if I if I try to run the show, if I try to run the show, it's not gonna be pretty. Right. And I mean, and I think we can all attest to that yeah, right now. Absolutely. Uh, we cannot run the show right now. We are not, we are definitely not in charge. But I think because we are going to be hitting an audience right now, why they are sitting Board, probably maybe in resentment to where we are. And there's lots of controversy about whether we should be doing this or not be doing this. But at the end of the day, the, uh, the, the continued message from our leaders of our country are the money can be made back. The economy can be rebuilt, but lives cannot be brought back once they're gone. And so they're ta we're taking care of our people. Stay home. Mm. Whether you think you're invincible or not, or whether you think you can, you know, you're healthy or not, stay home because you could give it to somebody, whether it be a child. I heard a 12 year old passed away from this um, wow. in Georgia today. Wow. Um, but I, that may or may not be true, but I heard that. And uh, you just never know what the vulnerable, what vulnerable population you could be affecting by what you, you are doing and where you're going. You could go to the grocery store, touch something somebody who has a uh, you know a child that's sick mm. or somebody that's in chemotherapy goes to the grocery store they t you know just I, I think i want to challenge everybody who's watching this and are listening to this by the way congratulations on going video look at this I know, it's why cool. why is she not video all the time but this so is funny. great but i want to challenge everybody is that in a quarantine uh part 
recognize recognize what what your addiction might be right. okay so for like for someone who works all the time and they find their self-worth and just work 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 and you've been shut down and work has been taken away from you and you have been forced to go home and be with your family and you find yourself being irritable restless discontent you're mentally obsessed over work you're snapping and, and lashing out at your loved ones because you're not at work because you're being selfish you're into self because you can't do what you want to do look at that this is a great opportunity to sit down and go or if you're sad i don't mean to interrupt you but yeah. you know i think there's an array of emotions there's a lot of people that aren't angry but they're getting totally depressed and this is a great opportunity mm -hmm. to get honest and to get honest with yourself and say wow man i am i'm not at work today and i'm miserable Maybe I got, how am I going to ever retire and like be, be retired and live with my wife and family when I'm miserable right now being home now? There's a problem. There's a problem. You know, maybe work That's is. That's not my problem. Maybe your work is your <laughs> God, right? And let me tell you something, whatever, I don't know about y'all, but whatever I put between me and God, I lose every time. And we may not know what it is until we it, until it's taken away. Maybe happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny you say, you know, what what do you recognize because my only thing, well, I love clothes. I'm mm. just a clothes person and uh, I probably would have gone into fashion if I wasn't doing what I'm doing, but I'm grateful to God for what I do. You'd be good but at fashion. But I love clothes and my escape Mm. was always shopping. Mm. And it's not that I needed to buy anything. I mean, I I am finding, I still do the same thing. I'll look online at things and uh, all the things I want. I'll even put them in my cart. I won't buy them. I've always done that. But it's just my escape. It's a way of not thinking because I'm constantly thinking. It's my way of getting away from thinking about work and the things that I do. Right. So it was a challenge for me the first couple of days because I thought, well, I'm just going to go do this or I'm just going to go do that and get away and get away. And it was always shopping for something or going to get something, you know, and I'm done. Like, I don't even have the need anymore. It's been gone for a week now. So, but did you recognize that with I all did. this change? Absolutely. Right wow, away. And awesome. I was like, oh, well, here's where my weakness is. This is what I wanted to do. And I'm, I just, I, you know, done, That's done. Awesome. Yeah. Hopefully that will continue when I'm, when we're able to get back out there to realize that, you know, when one of the things I thought to myself, Michael was, I have enough. And I really think we've lived in a world that's been so generous, that's been so, uh, it's poured so many blessings upon us that we do not realize what we have. Mm -hmm. And so we're forced home. We're forced to look around at what we have in our life, who we have in our life. Uh, we have enough. Mm. We have enough. We've got to stop seeking more, more, more. Right. And that includes love. So I hope when this is all over in my business, that all these people that have been online that can't online date now, can't go on dates, hopefully they're not, that they're going to realize they were addicted to it. And maybe they will appreciate a good woman or man when they meet them. That's right. That is my hope. That's that right. is my hope for all of you out there. And if you're if you, if you really want to know, if, if you're right now watching this going, okay, what is addiction? What does it mean? Yeah, I'm, I don't drink. I don't do drugs. I hear that all the time. Addiction is simply this, okay? What is it in your life that you are powerless over, powerless over, and it has your life completely unmanageable, all right? It could be money. It could be shopping. It could be eating. 
It could be gambling. It could be pornography. It could be, and I just saw, I just saw a deal. It's sad on, um, that pornography sites are just taking a I've huge spike too. right now. Um, but this is a, this is a disease that's deadly. Shopping addiction is deadly. Any addiction. You know, you and I've had this discussion before mm-hmm. because I remember you say it's, it's when it becomes unmanageable. Yes. What is unmanageable? What is unmanageable? Well, for me, for me, unmanageable, and, and part of my story is, is I'll never forget in 2010, um, I got my very first mugshot and I was arrested and I had a large amount of cocaine in my car and I was uh, uh, intoxicated. They took me to jail down to LSU, which is Lou Sterrett Justice Center, <laughs> and um, I got my very first mugshot. And here's a guy that had a high, my own home building company. I mean, I was, I've never even thought about ever being arrested, ever. And Jennifer, I made the decision that right there, I've had enough. I'm never doing this again. I'm never, ever doing this again, all right? And when I got bonded out the next day, I drank and got high that night. That's where I realized I was powerless over drugs and alcohol. And then when I look at my past life, everything that was a dramatic instance in my life, the common denominator were two things, me Me. and drugs and alcohol. (laughs) Wow. Okay? So if I would have pulled drugs and alcohol out of my story, would my life be dramatically different today? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's unmanageable. My life is not unmanageable when I drink a glass of milk. You know what I mean? I don't go to jail for drinking milk. You know, I think it's, uh, I was just trying to relate to it because I, even though I can joke about being a shopping addict, I'm clearly not, but, but I do think have that. You had, have you had, have you had consequences as a result no, of over shopping? No. Okay. No, I know how to manage it. There you go. It's, it's not, not unmanageable. It's not your God, but you, you do somewhat recognize, you know what? If I can put this in front of God, if I don't, if I don't stay faithful and stay focused, right? There you go, right? I mean, but I think the unmanageable part. I think a lot. Of, there's a lot of people that are listening to my podcast that would relate to relationships. Yes, codependency. Codependency. There's a lot of people in unhealthy, toxic relationships. They it they, they are completely unmanageable, but they don't want to leave because they don't want to be alone. That's why or, I love having you yeah, on the show. Yeah, it could be, or they're afraid that if they do, and this is also alone, fear of being alone, but they don't want to go out there and try to find love again and try to find somebody. They mm. think they're too old or not worthy enough or whatever the story is. Mm. But that that does that's a, that's an unmanageable thing. If you are in a relationship that's toxic, that is making your life unmanageable. And how do I know? Just get out of it. Yeah. Because the minute you get out of it, you'll be in chaos for a little while because you won't know what to do with yourself. Right. But then once you realize that you're not codependent anymore, you're not in that cycle anymore and you get out of that cycle, the peace you feel in your life, you'll never give it up again for a bad relationship. Step one in a 12-step recovery program, step one is this. The spiritual principle behind it is honesty, okay? For a lot, my whole life, I was constitutionally incapable of being honest. Mm-hmm. Step one. We admitted that we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. Now, in the 12 steps, that's the only time the word alcohol is mentioned, right? So you take the word alcohol out and you put a blank. We admitted that we were powerless over blank yes. and that my life has become unmanageable. So that blank could Love be it. shopping. It could, could be, be a relationship. It could be Jennifer. It could be Michael. It could be uh, mom, dad, work. Right. What is it that fills that blank that has my life completely unmanageable? Because codependency is 
deadly. And we talk about that a lot it's at on the what, show. At what point? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's just at what degree. It's, it's because so it's, I think, I, you know, there's the whole uh, Stephen Covey had mm. come up with the term interdependent, which yes, I love. I love him. I love interdependent. That's a great word. But before that, I would have said everybody's a little codependent. Mm. And, you know, I think everybody's got a little in them. It's just to what degree that makes it manageable or unmanageable. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. So, uh, but yes, codependency is real. And there are so many people out there that suffer with it because of their childhood. So many people grew up in homes of alcoholics or families of alcoholics. So maybe their parents weren't alcoholics, but their parents' parents were alcoholics. And so the cycle's there. And so, you know, we, we, there's lots of, lots of toxic relationships because of there are wounds. You and I had a great conversation one time in your driveway and, um, and I was being transparent with you because being in the driveway, you never know. That's right. Being new in recovery. Probably with um, with big boxes behind us. There were. That's right. And, and dog food and cat food. But we, um, it was neat because you helped me out because I was really struggling. I said, you know what? I think I'm being codependent because for the first time in sobriety and the first time of this new way of life that I am, I was really falling in love with Rachel. It was the first time I've ever felt this in my life, right? And so in, because of fear, I was in fear that I was going to lose something or something was going to get taken away from me because I'm making up stories in my head, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you gave me so much comfort and, and, and you, you said, it's okay. What you're feeling is normal. This is how we process it and do that. And And it was a huge step for me to admit that as a man. See, the word codependency, when I think about that, it makes me feel like I'm weak. No. For me to talk about it and to work on it, it actually makes me stronger. Absolutely. And I would have never done that if I wouldn't have taken risks and asked you. Because we, at the end of the day, we do need each other. Yeah. I mean, God made Eve for Adam. Yeah. We we need each other, and this is what it's for. I love that we have such a great friendship. Yeah. It means a lot to me, and I love that we have such a great community. Yes, I mean, there's a lot of people out there that want that want to hear meaningful conversations, that want to learn, that want to grow, that want to get better. And why not use this time to do that? I mean, we have a little bit of time on our hands. I just noticed my my what into the rock on? tattoo is looking good. Right oh, there. it is. <laughs> when I'm at home, yes, I, it does look I can't good. ever see it, but I, on your show here, it says them to the, I, I didn't notice. Oh yeah. You can see the whole thing. I love that. I've never noticed <laughs> that. The opposite of addiction is connection. Uh, and that's yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. Connection community is so powerful. And um, I'm so blessed to be a part of your community. Well, thank you. And vice versa. You know, so one of the, one of the things and I, then we can wrap up. I have a story that I don't, mm. I have only a few people in this world know uh, many, many, and I, I want to tell it because I think it, right now what we need is a miracle and a lot of there's a lot of people that have a lot of faith that still don't believe in miracles Mm. but i had a miracle many years ago i think it was in 2006 uh they were still building the tollway and i lived in frisco at the time Mm. and i had been out with my neighbors uh at the pete's dueling piano bar one of my neighbors oh i remember that place that's a Uh cool place is it still there I don't know, but I I remember going there. I don't remember leaving a lot of times. (laughs) Oh yeah, there you go. So uh, so we were out there, and they were all housewives. They were. I was working the next day, so they weren't. So they were all drinking, and I wasn't. And so it got to be midnight, and I said, "Ladies, I got to go home." And I had a. I came with a carload full of women. Right. So I was the designated driver since I wasn't drinking. Uh, So they wanted to stay. Nobody wanted to go home with me. Uh, they were going to get a cab home because we didn't have Uber at the time. Right. Imagine that. Right. Uh, so 
Uh, so I got in my car and I looked in my back seat when I got in, opened the door and there's all these little, you know, little mugs, all their little things from their drinks and, you know, their the roadies. Just little, yeah, exactly. All their little paraphernalia <laughs> and, uh, and got in the car and started driving home. Well, the tollway wasn't built out at the time. It was still two lane. I remember this. I was living in Starwood at yeah. that year. I yeah. They that. had started, it was like four lanes and then they made it. And then as you got into Frisco, it was still two lanes. Mm. So right at, at headquarters, right for Spring right. Creek and headquarters. And I'll never forget headquarters. Right. Every time I pass by there, I still get the chills. Right. So I'm, I come around the curve and I drive kind of fast. Everybody knows that. So I'm coming around the curve. I'm probably going 75, 80. And I see this car coming straight at me. I see these lights. And at first, they kind of play with you. I'm like, is that guy, that person on my side of the road? And they were. They were coming right at me. And so um, I, there's not enough time to react. You know, you can't do anything drastic because, I'm number one, I'm going fast. Number two, he's close. Mm. That, was, that car was close. Mm. And so I just thought, okay, they've gotten on, made a mistake. So I, I veered over to the left. I thought, I'll just get this way and let him pass me this way. We're good to go. Mm -hmm. Well, as soon as I went this way, he came this way. <sighs> and I was trying to slow down, just kind of, you know, taking my foot off the gas a little bit. But you can't, I, if I, I would have spun out if I would have put my brakes on. Yeah. So then I went to the right and he swerved over to the right. So he was coming at me. It was time. It was such, it's such a cool story because it was my time. I was clear about it. I had all the time in the world and this car was not far from me. I'm watching this car get closer and closer. And I'm like, okay, all right, this is it, God. This is why nobody else is in my car. This is why they stayed. It's my time. It's not theirs. I was completely at peace. I was completely ready to go. I you knew had, where you were going. I, I knew where I was going. I had all the time in the world to make every, every, I mean, every prayer I needed to, which is why I never believe that people that are in accidents, they say it happens so fast. They had time. They had time because I had time. Mm. Um, I had all the time in the world and I'm, I was probably going, I would say about 50 miles an hour at that point. And I'm watching this car get closer and closer to me and I'm good. And I'm like, here it is. You know, I knew it was happening. The next thing I know, I, I, I saw the guy's face. I saw the man's face. That's how close he got to me. I saw his face. Wow. The next thing I know, I am, I am almost at a full standstill on the side of the road at, at headquarters at the exit, a full stand still. Oh. And that car went past me. I literally was like this and that car was past me. Wow. It was the most unbelievable. I didn't process it for days. I was in shock for days after that, but wow. that was a complete miracle. Yeah. And after that, nothing like that happens to you where it doesn't change your life. And I knew after that, that whatever I did was to serve. You know, I knew he kept me here for a reason. I could have gone. It changes your life when you have something like that happen. But at the end of the day, it was a miracle. It wasn't yes. my time. God is in complete control. You can't live in fear after you've gone through something like that. And you understand miracles happen. They happen every day. Praise and, God. Yeah. And, and nobody's going anywhere until it's your time. So chill out, everybody. That's right. You know what? Right. Chill out. Because if that can happen to me, you know, it doesn't matter even if you're, you come into contact with this, keep your mm -hmm. faith. Right. Right. Okay. Good stuff. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to wrap up That's with a cool little story. Uh, so believe in miracles and anything you want to wrap up with, Michael? I tell you what, God is good. That's, That's I do know that God is good. And if, if you're watching this and you're breathing oxygen right now, I just want you to know that you exist, uh, you're worthy, and there is a purpose for you. 
There is a reason why you are still on this planet called Earth, because God has a purpose for you. Use this time to find your purpose and uh, continue to trust God. Uh, clean your house and serve others. And practice gratitude. Absolutely. Yeah, every day, every night. If it's the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up, do your gratitude list. And the last thing you do when you go to bed at night, do your gratitude list. Amen. Yeah, amen. amen. I'm All grateful right. for you. I'm grateful for you too. Love awesome, you. Awesome. Love you too. So in the meantime, if anybody needs any help or support or are looking for some positive messages, please visit my Facebook page. Uh, it's Jennifer Styers. It's my personal page. Uh, I post up uh, things every day uh, to inspire and uh, give hope and uh, spread some happiness, love, and joy. Uh, so uh, thanks uh, again for listening and being here and uh, happy quarantine. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today and please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.